Hey everyone, my name is Sean Patrick Small. I'm playing Larry Bird in Winning Time, a new series about the Lakers. And I'm sitting here with my man Elias with, at the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. You it. it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the man cave. Your host, Elias. Sean, welcome to the cave. Thanks for having me. Uh, I said. Before we jumped on the air, I was telling you how uh, I'm very excited about this interview. You're playing one of my uh, favorite players of all time, Larry Bird, on the new uh, HBO series, Winning Times. Limited series, correct? Um, it's not limited, so oh. hopefully it'll go for more than this season. Oh, that's great, because at first they were, yeah. they were saying limited when they yeah. first announced it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, before we jump into the sh- before we jump more into the show and everything, you know, I want to get to know a little bit more about you because I was trying to do some research on you. There isn't a lot of information out there about you, man. Like, so, so I know this is like one of your first big projects that you're on, but like, how did you decide you wanted to get into the entertainment industry? Yeah, so I mean, starting off in high school, I took an acting one class, just kind of on a like, ah, yeah, I'll take that as an elective. Sounds good. Um, kind of fell in love with it. My teacher was amazing mrs moran um and then i acted in my first short film when i went to uc davis and kind of was like all right this is this is pretty sweet and kind of got intrigued with all the stuff behind camera as well and um worked on another short with the same director as like the pa first ac Mm -hmm. it was like a small crew so a lot of different hats that i was wearing and i was like yeah i want to get in the film industry um, so I transferred from Davis to USC, uh, got a film degree from there and then just been hustling and grinding and writing and acting as much as possible to get to this point. So yeah. it was your, was your goal at first, like acting or was it behind the scenes? Cause I've noticed, you know, you've written a few things also. Yeah. Acting has always been like the number one passion. Um, the okay. past like couple of years acting has actually kind of been put on the back burner because of you know COVID and everything and I was like mm-hmm. all right let's just pump out a lot of writing material um which I have been doing so that's been good creatively and then this audition popped up and I was like oh I can't pass this up <laughs> <laughs> well um who are like some of the people that influenced you into the acting world that pushed you to even like to keep going with this so anybody you look up to um well it's interesting because when I was transferring to USC um you know, I'd always told everyone that I wanted to be in the film industry, but then I was transferring to the business school and my parents were both like, why are you trying to do that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if the acting thing will work out. So like get a degree that could make me money at some point. Right. (laughs) And they were like, you're not passionate about that. You're going to not have a good time. What's the point of spending that much money going to USC and not like right. studying what you're passionate about. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so they were definitely a big influence in that. And just kind of, I don't know. I just, I just always kept pushing because of seeing projects and stuff where I'm like, yeah, I want to make that. I don't know. Seeing like things like 
training day with Denzel. I was like, and Ethan Hawke. I mean, they both killed those roles. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Like even the dark Knight, seeing Heath Ledger lose himself as the Joker. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. And then like, even more recently, like euphoria, I'm like, I want to make something like that. That's how that, you know, those are the things that just like keep pushing me and inspiring me to make new content. Mm. So, you know, we mentioned uh, like, you know, you're, um, you're going to be on the winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Yeah. But I was like, when I was like doing a little more digging around to learn more about you, you kind of wrote something similar to this. So it's yeah. like coincidence so, how this happened. Yeah, no. So it kind of, it kind of shows like persistence and hard work can pay off. Cause I started this journey of Larry Bird research back in like 2014. Okay. Um, my friend gave me this book called when March went mad. Uh, written by Seth Davis and it was about bird and magic and their like their stories lining up to the 1979 NCAA championship game and I was like ooh, they they have good stories to tell so I thought as a writer this would be really fun to write and as an actor I'm like I could play bird I've played basketball my whole life I I look like him um I've worn 33 pretty much any time that I could uh and so I'd been writing and researching that for a while. And then my manager and I have been pitching it. We actually got Thomas Carter, who directed Coach Carter, attached as the director. Um, so we're still out there pitching it to oh, wow. showrunners and stuff and trying to get that produced. Um, but then, yeah, this it kind of shows like everyone in my world knew about it, maybe annoyingly so, because I was telling <laughs> everybody that I was doing it. But it ended up being my wife's sister's friend who knew that I'd been doing this was like hey I saw this audition for Larry Bird for this Adam McKay series like you should go out for it and I was like oh yeah I should (laughs) (laughs) um and then that kind of started the whole whole ball rolling on me getting the role which was awesome wow yeah I want to hear about that like how did you like so I want to like, so was this like an audition, like a self tape at first? Or was it on zoom with the COVID and everything? Or was it actually in person? Yeah. So this was like, it was the first audition was a self tape audition. Um, so I got the sides and I had to send it in with like by the next day. And I was like, okay, well, good thing. I've been researching this guy for what felt like ever. Um, so he has always been on my mind. And then after submitting that so i shot it on a tuesday we submitted it wednesday morning wednesday night i was told that i had a callback for friday i did a callback with the casting director over zoom Mm. on friday the next monday i was told i had a producer's room callback for that tuesday and then on that tuesday i did the producer's room callback and then it was a week of me twiddling my thumbs and hoping that I got the role. And then the next week, uh, that following Tuesday. So it was like a two week process. It was like, wow. you got the role. Yeah. So like, what did you do on the self tape? I'm curious. Cause like, how do you like, how do you audition for Larry Bird? Um, yeah, I just kind of, I mean, I had the research in, you know, back of mind. Right. So it's like, yeah. I have all that stuff to pull from. It was really getting like the, the mannerisms and the uh the accent down and not being like you know like i love nick kroll but young larry bird played by nick kroll i didn't want to be too caricature yeah. 
luxury, you know? Um, so I wanted to be as authentic as possible to bird, especially cause he was never over the top or anything like that. So it was just very grounded and in his ways. And mm. that's how I played it toward camera. And that's, I mean, wow. yeah, it's funny because like, so like the other night, uh, one of my best friends, huge Celtics fan, you know, we grew, cause we yeah. grew up in Massachusetts and I text him, I was like, Hey, I'm going to have Sean on. He plays Larry Bird on this. And I sent him the pictures of you as Larry Bird from the, yeah. he's like, you sure it's not even Larry Bird? It's like, it looks exactly like Larry Bird. So yeah. the way they did it, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. I even like when I was writing the mini series that I was writing like four years ago, I grew up my hair, dyed it blonde, grew a mustache and like did some photos to recreate. So yeah. that also helped in getting me wow. the self tape audition. Like my manager sent that in along with my resume and demo reel. So it was like yeah. all that Larry Bird work paid off. <laughs> it's like, so would, would you like book the role like before they even gave it to you? Did they, did they even say like, Hey, do you know how to shoot a basketball or do you have any background in basketball? Were you asked that too? Uh, during the producer's room callback, they did. Okay. And then when I got the role, I did like a basketball assessment with okay. their trainer that was their basketball trainer um and they were like oh yeah you can you can play so it was it was really during that time it was changing my game which is you know more towards like modern basketball and into becoming the silhouette of bird on the court mm -hmm. with his quirky shot and yeah. how he moved dribbling wise because you know in the 80s if you dribbled like we did now they would call everything a uh <laughs> Why am I blanking on the double name? Dribble, but, you know, yeah. Double dribble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like learning to dribble like this. I mean, I became a better ball handler and all that type of stuff. Wow. So. <laughs> Did you have any input on the character, the way you were going to play him also, like with the directors and the producers? I mean, I kind of just made the creative choices that I made. Okay. And then if they wanted to play it a different way, they would, but mm. it seemed like we were both very cohesive and, how we how we wanted bird to be portrayed so that was good yeah was there any challenges playing the character or connecting with them um for me the biggest challenge because i mean i am internal for the most part but bird is like very internal and mm. so like on days when i would be driving to set i would be listening to music that would try to get me in the mood okay. to be that stoic character but it was the the challenge that i put forth to myself when i was listening to the music was i was not allowed to sing it or say any of the lyrics even if i knew the lyrics everything had to be going inside um so that was like the biggest challenge is like keeping all that energy and like fire on the inside yeah um so that yeah that was the biggest challenge of playing bird but everything else was kind of like just fun to play around with. Did you go back to watch any like highlights or even like games of Bird and Magic to even like oh, yeah. prepare yourself even more? Oh yeah, YouTube was a, a huge resource for me in terms of like the accent. Just watching a yeah. whole lot of interviews with him, um, and watching just like full games like Celtics Lakers or like the national championship game, any of that stuff to yes. just kind of see how the style of play was and what the back and forth was with magic and bird. So yeah, yeah that was fun. Yeah. How did it feel wearing those old uniforms? 
they were tighter than uniforms <laughs> that are today, right. especially with the short shorts. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was good. I was like, I don't know. I was wearing the short shorts and I'm like, I mean, it makes functional sense. The ball's not going to get caught in anything. So that's, mm. that's a good thing. <laughs> what did you love the most playing this like, you know, hall of famer? Ooh, love the most. Um, I mean, just being able to be on set playing this character with everyone else. And like, I, it's almost like I had been playing him on my own for so long because I was writing the mini series that I was writing, Yeah. but being able to like bounce him off of all these different characters and getting yeah. to play in that acting realm. And another thing is just like, getting paid to play basketball i was telling my friends this is the closest thing i get to be a professional basketball player because they're paying me to play basketball in these yeah some of these scenes and i got to train with a basketball trainer and i was like this is i mean it was the role of a lifetime to just merge the basketball and acting worlds but then mm -hmm. also play literally larry legend like the man right. you know so you know, like when the when the viewers tune in to watch it, you know, you know, like you, you get the feeling it's going to be a lot of like people growing up in the '80s. They're going to tune in to watch this. Like, yeah. what do you what do you want them to experience after watching the first few episodes? Well, the series overall, like, has a big draw in my mind just because it's the entertainment factor of the on and off court Lakers at that time, yeah. and um, I think the viewers are going to notice how much that time frame changed the NBA into what we know of today. Because I think a lot of people forget that it's like the NBA was not doing too hot before Magic and Larry showed up. Yeah. And they just changed the landscape of it. And then MJ after that and all that stuff. And we're at the modern day NBA today. So um, I hope people just are entertained with the, the storylines um, and just like open-minded to seeing the humanity of the characters not just mm -hmm. like you know the surface level that we saw on the basketball court or during interviews yeah well we know like in real life you know like uh magic was one of larry bird's best friends yeah so like so you know in the series you know he's played by uh, magic's played by quincy isaiah like yeah how much interaction do you have with him throughout the show and like uh how would you describe that chemistry most of my stuff is with him Okay. Um, so, I mean, our Quincy and I are really good friends. Uh, um, and I had a lot of fun toying with him on set. Okay. Um, just like to set that tension as much like during that ri rivalry of like, yeah. you know, sending him little gifts and saying F you on them instead of, you know, yeah. thanks or best or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, Quincy, I mean, Quincy kills it as magic. Um, I can't say that enough. He's he's going to blow up. But um, our chemistry on set, like within the characters was killer. He brought the most out of me. And I, I hope that I did out of him as well. But offset, we're super close. So we're able to like, you know, bounce these ideas off of each other while yeah. acting and still be cool off camera. Now, did you like throughout when you were recording your scenes? Like, did you look at other cast members that are playing some of these people on the show? Like, like even like the Jack Nicholson uh, actor that's gonna play. And it's like it's pretty cool how they 
like from the photos that I've seen, they look close to what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. Every it's like scary how good the casting was first yeah. of all. And then the hair and makeup just capped it all off. Um, and just being able to be on set and see like, you know, the Jason Siegel or Adrian Brody yeah. or Spencer Garrett as Chick Hearn, just like watching that master class every day. I was like, this is, this is just like, I, I don't know. I, I felt like I was on cloud nine every time that I hopped on set. So yeah. what'd you think of Michael Chickles playing Red Arbuck, the Celtics? Uh... Oh, that casting is so on point, especially since he's a Boston native. It's just like yeah. he was having so much fun doing that and just being able to portray like his legend, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, as much as this show is, you know, about the Showtime Lakers, I think the the Celtics will get their get their right. shine as well. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, you know, Celtics fans are going to tune. I'll be one of them. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what now? What's next for you now? Like, do you have any other projects coming up that you're that you can share with the listeners, the viewers, that you're going to work on? Yeah, I mean, I've just been, like I said, writing away on okay. new projects. I have some features that I'm finishing off right now and then um the mini series i'm still trying to get that produced we okay. are pitching that around so um other than that just auditioning and keeping the grind going yeah. if your series gets uh picked up are you going to try to play larry on that one too uh i would hope so but yeah. at the same time i'm like uh ah, maybe maybe not not do too much with bird right yeah, i don't want right. to just be typecast as Larry right, right. Over and over again. <laughs> uh sean last uh how can the listeners of viewers find you on uh, social media oh yeah instagram is at sean patrick small and twitter is at sean p underscore small sean this was great uh thank you for coming on and uh good luck with the show thank you thank you for having me it was great that's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.